You don't know what they do. You don't know what they sacrifice. We have lost touch with the principles in the Constitution. Nobody's read the Declaration of Independence. You are voting for socialism, and you got what you voted for. Welcome, bold Americans, to another episode of America Emboldened. I'm your host, Greg Bolden. And I have my co-host, Chris Michaels. Welcome, Chris Michaels. How are you? Been pretty good. How's your new year? Uh, my new year was all right, man. I uh, lots of running. Like I, I running. ran constant. Yeah, I mean, not running this way, uh, but <laughs> running the family's homes, uh, hanging out with the family, which was really nice. Uh, but being an educator and then doing this show on top of it, uh, and the journalism side, it. it it's, it's a lot. I was kind of hoping for a, a little bit of a break and that didn't happen, but I'm okay. I'm not complaining. I will take the time with family any day of the week over any work. I think that's an important part. <laughs> of course. So, man, there's uh, lots of big news coming out right now. And uh, our guest tonight is hopefully going to be able to shine some light on a part of the story that a lot of people give me crap for. Um, and maybe he's going to tell me that I need to listen to more of the crap about Donald Trump and his court cases, or maybe he's going to shine some light on what's actually there. What do you know about uh, CAGBRO88? Well, I know him because I followed him for quite some time, and he does something miraculous. He reads, and he's capable of interpreting legal documents. So what does that mean for us? It means that we are able to get a perspective that a lot of people cannot get because they pay attention to the mainstream media. So I am more than pleased to have him on here to dispel some of these court case myths that we hear in the mainstream media, particularly when involving anything with Donald Trump and most recently all of these Epstein documents that were dropped. Yeah, Epstein's the big story going on right now. And uh, I was talking to CAGBRO88 when this whole thing first started the drop. It wasn't the official release, but people thought it was. They just found the documents. And uh, so without further ado, let's get them onto the stage. Let's get them up here with us. CAGBRO88, how are you doing this evening? I'm doing fantastic. How are you all? Uh, we're doing fantastic as well. Uh, thanks for joining us. Uh, I, I've been looking at your Instagram feed now for a little while. Uh, following you on X as well. And you have been putting out information long before the rest of the media is onto it in regards to the court cases. I want to give you credit as the only individual that I saw that had told everybody there was going to be a holdup in the Jeffrey Epstein release because you saw that somebody had filed an appeal back on December 18th. And so you were the first person. So when everybody was shocked saying, what's this January 22nd? Uh, you were able to say proudly, I was on it all this time. And so I'm hoping to bring some of that knowledge to Donald Trump's court cases and what you've been pouring through to the listening audience tonight. So I appreciate you being here with us. Yeah, no, absolutely. I appreciate the uh, appreciate the opportunity. We uh, have obviously followed the cases for quite a while. I let my forte, if you will, I like to just follow the court cases. I don't like probably many of other people, I don't like or listen to really the mainstream media spins, and I just want to go straight straight to the court cases. Um, but when it comes to that Epstein, not Epstein, I apologize, the Donald Trump case that we're referencing, I did notice that there was that filing in the case where I believe it was Doe 107 who had, yes, it was, it was Doe 107 that had yes. officially filed their, made their filing uh, in, I believe it was December 18th, but I noticed going back through the case that there was a previous order existed in November 22nd, I want to say, that's the date where Doe 107 was supposed to basically give, um, like an affidavit or basically support her claims that she's unsafe in this country that she lives in. That's predominantly, I think they said Republican. I maybe don't quote me on that. I think that's what she, she said, but Oh, go ahead. Uh, I, I, yeah. We were having trouble figuring out outside of there was a 
first I had saw something on somebody else's feed that she was from Australia. And then another person said that didn't make sense based upon what their concerns were, that it was actually something that would be more common in North Africa. Was there anything that kind of give a geographical region to who this Doe 107 may be? Well, well, for that, they supposedly she made reference to the culture that she's living in and they are susceptible yes. to honor killings. So honor killings, really, you're associating that with a Muslim country. So you can go anywhere from Morocco to the Philippines on that one. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, and I have to look, and I and I didn't look into that specific claim that, that and I, you have to forgive me, but I didn't see that specifically in, in the actual court document. It may be there, I just didn't see it. Um, I'd have to read read through it but again she made the filing back in december 18th or rather her new attorney i did find out it was a new attorney that made some claim in the filing that he was just brought on to the case and that's why that caused this delay in response or such a late time for the filing so december 18th ended up being that that filing where she requests the case to be extended or give them 30 day time to you know, look through the documents and things. And then the order came shortly after that. I want to say it was the, oh, you've got it right there. What's that? The 21st. Yeah. So three days later, then you have that order granting the 30 day extension. What I wasn't sure of, even when I posted was whether or not the order specifically applied to just her documents or whether it was applied to basically everything in those Epstein files. I made the, con drew the conclusion based on the order, based on her filing in November 8th, excuse me, December 18th, and then a subsequent or previous order, which was the 22nd of November. And then I believe these, the additional or the, the filing before that order, those documents, I made the assertion, if you will, that all of the documents would be suspended till the 22nd of January. Obviously, we're not there. It's only the 4th of January and the documents get, got released. So um, it did only apply as of right now to DOE 107. And I think there's two other DOEs now, 105 and 110, I want to say. Right. That have now been, they haven't filed anything. I know that the court issued a, another document regarding the second doe and then later on it disclosed i think the third one i just can't remember the dates on that well so i want to bring you for my listening audience um, a, a little background information about you and what got you into looking up these court cases um, what you're comfortable with sharing. I know your background a little bit more because as a journalist, I researched you, <laughs> um, yeah. but I, I won't say anything as I like to respect my guest privacy and um, even using your at CAGBRO88 uh, tag as uh, referring to you tonight. I'm going to ask my listening audience to respect that uh, for professional reasons here. Um, what has gotten you into uh, reading case law um, being on the Pacer website in order to keep kind of on the breaking edge of Trump documents, Epstein documents. Uh, tell me a little bit about your background, what you're willing to share with the listening audience. Yeah, I mean, honestly, this all started for, I want to say 20, well, I might be getting dates wrong, but 2019, um, 2018, 2019, somewhere around there. I've always been, or at least had the inclination towards trying to get to the source information on things versus just listening to what someone says without, you know, providing anything, fake news, mainstream media, they're all notorious for doing that. So I've always tried to find really source information, but really it was 2019, 2018, 2019, I want to say where I started to really get into the Trump cases, Maxwell Epstein cases, and a bunch of other, I post a lot of things other than court cases. Um, and so 
Yeah, I was actually just scrolling here to show people how much yeah. you're you're posting daily. Um, I was showing your Instagram account uh, again at CAGBRO88 for anybody currently listening to the show. You can go, you can follow and, and check this out, but you're extremely active. And the reason why we wanted to bring you on as a guest, uh, Chris is the one that kind of found a lot of your work and brought you to me uh, and said, hey, I've been following this guy. Uh, he's got a ton of information about these Trump cases. I have uh, individuals that tell me that Trump is the most corrupt president of all time. Uh, he is somebody who deserves to be in a jail cell. He doesn't deserve anything uh, to be on any ballot on any of the 50 states. I have listeners that uh, will tell me that I don't speak poorly of Donald Trump nearly enough. Uh, that I go after Joe Biden, that I hate Joe Biden. And that's not true. I go after both of them. Chris knows that as well. Um, yeah. What I'm, I'm looking for here is I believe, okay, I'm going to go into this right now. I'm a libertarian. I'm not a Republican or a Democrat. I believe that there is enough evidence against Donald Trump at this point in time that likely he's been involved in some criminal activity over the course of his business years, whether that was him personally or the people that he employed. I think when you're in the construction business where you're dealing with things, you find those loopholes, you bend them enough that possibly you can break the law. So I think that they know that there's these avenues that are out there. From what you're seeing through these documents, what specific things would you like to share with the listening audience tonight as information that they may not be aware of the show where Donald Trump might be guilty, as well as show what court cases are complete debunked as them weaponizing a justice system against him? Uh, I'm really curious what balance you're going to bring to this. Yeah, I mean, as far as really, I can only think of or can bring up one that possibly may go against Donald Trump, and it's this Gene Carroll case. Um, and I'm, and I'll be, I'll openly admit that I haven't dived into this case as much. I've now started to dig into it a little bit more, but there's been some allegations of, um, not even just an allegation from the last court document I read, there was an order from an existing judge that basically had acknowledged that Donald Trump may have assaulted Gene Carroll back years ago in the nineties. Mm -hmm. um, it's currently under appeal. There's a lot of filings going back and forth that she is, um, you know, making claims he's trying to counter these claims. And so, whether or the judge has made the statement in one of the orders, whether that's true or not, I can't say. I won't speak to that because I don't know. Right. Um, but it is in one of the judge's findings uh, that's currently under review by the, not a review, under the appeal from the United States Supreme uh, and this, Court of Appeals. Yeah, this, this case that you're talking about, the refresh people's memories that may not know, Jean Carroll was the one that said that Trump raped her in a uh, department store, which... Yeah. Seems absolutely bizarre to me. Um, but now is is this the same Ms. Carroll that made a lewd comment about watching adult themed scenes with her mother? Yes, this is this this is the ah, same one. This okay. is the same one that made all sorts of really weird tweets. I posted several of them finding, you know, looking through her own her Twitter account. Um Again, yeah, she doesn't seem as pure as the wind-driven snow if she's talking about sexual scenes being watched with her mother. I, I mean, well, I you know, Chris Michaels, twenty twenty-four yeah. is the year that people are reclaiming their virginity. You didn't hear oh, that? I see. Oh, yeah, so okay. you know, so maybe, maybe she, is best. Maybe okay. she was ahead of the curve. Who knows? <laughs> okay, <laughs> she's two. She's two years celibate. You know. Uh. Yeah, I, I would suspect two decades celibate. It, it, looking it, at that basset hound. In all seriousness, <laughs> in all seriousness, Chris, though, if yeah. a jury listened to this evidence and the the judge feels there's enough to believe that in the 1990s that he raped her, um, no matter what her sexual procl proclivities may be, this is a strike uh, against Donald Trump, and it's something that I think that the right needs to pay attention to. I don't think you can just dismiss this as, oh, this woman's lying uh, when there's a $5 million judgment and a possible further case coming back uh, in the future. I, I think that this is one that I had my eye on and I'm kind of interested in the fact that 
Cagbro is saying the same thing. We're on the well, same page. That's the page. problem, too. Well, we also have to question the integrity of these judges. And that's oh, the other absolutely. problem. That's, and that's where we're going to dive into. Because when I look into the, the case, it's... Oh, did I lose everybody? No, we're no, here. No, you're good. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Um, I just... You got to question every. Really, you got to question everything. The judges, the jury. I mean, even in the statement that's in the the court order or the decree memorandum, whatever it's actually called by that jury or the judge, he does specifically state that there was no penetration. He did not rape her under New York something law. But then he goes in to continue and says that he digitally raped her and by digitally i don't mean like electronically no, we, i had no I had fingers to look that up. <laughs> digits are like, known as fingers look, yes i had to look that up just to be honest because i was like well, how the hell do you digitally rape someone like electronically <sighs> but then so looking it up you know it's you know obviously fingers and and or toes or whatever but so it's non-binary you're saying it's not <laughs> zeros and ones <laughs> <laughs> it, might, it might be fluid i don't know and um, the so he makes that additional, you know, adds that part into it that he may have digitally raped Miss Jean Carroll. Um, I, you'll have to, I can't quote it word for word, but right. it's, so, you, he's, so, he's not allowing a lot of, in this case that I've just started to look through, there's been a lot of pushback against Donald Trump being able to either talk about or submit contrary evidence into this specific case well that, um, that seems to be the case for donald trump in all these cases he's had difficulty getting a judge to listen to what he would like to present is that not right exactly exactly and especially with what's his name judge is it anger on I, I don't know how to yeah. pronounce that oh god yeah with him just outwardly being the way he is um, so so let me ask you this uh, so that's the case that's on your mind. Here's the case that's been on my mind. And that the one that I I've talked about on my show, um, is Georgia in Georgia. We have Donald Trump on tape saying, I just need you to find me the votes. We have him trying to make deals in the back room and he's recorded. We do. I mean, we have the recordings they're out there. Um, I've listened to them in their entirety, not just the segments that have been played on, uh, the news right. since then. And I think it's a bad look but I also am not a constitutional scholar on what a president can and cannot do. Um, it does sound like he was trying to coerce them. What have you read to support that Donald Trump has not broken the law in Georgia for our elections? That's a good question. In that specific case, I've only, I haven't followed in detail or I've, to be honest, posted so much on other cases that I don't recall exactly but i do recall that topic being brought up when he was you know advocating for the re the basically saying those things i just unfortunately i can't comment on that case because i don't know okay. enough about I, enough about it i think that's one of the most problematic cases that he faces um okay. just just because the recordings are there he knew he was being recorded he continued on with the conversations now we're finding out that there's these other recordings that are out there as well. Um, and I got to be honest too, I'm kind of at the point where I don't believe a voice <laughs> right away anymore. Everything's AI that all the stuff that's coming out now, I'm skeptical. But if it's something that was produced immediately right after the fact, sure, I could see that being in there. All right. So if that's not what you've been focused on, what are some of the cases that you are? I know that you had a uh, the thing about Jack Smith recently about an extortion scheme. Um, what would you like to share? That was a bleep that, yeah, not a bleep, uh, an X, a tweet. I don't know what you call it now, but <laughs> I had read some reporting about Jack Smith. Uh, that I haven't investigated that either necessarily. I've just found out so that's one of 1,500 things I'm also looking into. Um, but it was initially there to... Um, I found it extremely interesting to see how Jack Smith plays into that. And so I'm honestly looking into it more. So I don't have other than, is it possible? Absolutely. I mean, it wouldn't sure. put it past me knowing what Jack Smith has done in other cases. It currently the one in the immunity case that Trump is going through for the electric, 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 elect, uh, electoral 
election, I can't speak tonight, the election, um, his immunity, the charges that are being brought against him for that. um, He's definitely crossed quite a few bound, not even boundaries. He's broken. He's, he should be held in contempt in that specific case. In my, in my opinion, the, the uh, filing made by, I forget his name. Um, he was a former attorney general, I believe, the 75th under Reagan. Weiss, okay. Mice, I can't remember the last name. Mies, the third. Mies, I was going to bring Mies. this up. Yeah, I was going to bring this yes. up. This is very important. It's very important technicality that he's bringing up. Yeah, and legal, it's legally convincing. When I read through this case, this filing, it's just astounding to me that Jack Smith is able to do this when one the, one of the primary arguments in that case is he doesn't have, quite frankly, he doesn't have the standing to do that. He was appointed against the law. He's not legally appointed to be in the position that he's in, to even as special counsel, I should say. So what would be the procedure to get him to be special counsel? Um, as far as well, I know, I in- thought he had to be appointed by the president and approved by the Senate. Correct. He has to be approved by the Senate and um, in order to do that. There's, there's, I would suggest going to that, referencing that tweet or going into that filing because they break it down in great detail. But that's one of the biggest things is that they has to be confirmed by the Senate. Secondly, there's other things that he... And I'm trying to recall it at the time. Actually, you know what? I, you want me to read it? Because I'm on the tweet. If you want to, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, go yeah. for it. So this is what you said, Jack. Um, and you're just you're just citing what's in the document. So this isn't actually you. Correct. You're just posting it, right? Jack Smith right. does not have the authority to conduct the underlying prosecution. Those actions can be taken only by persons properly appointed as federal officers to properly created federal offices. Neither Smith nor the position of special counsel under which he purportedly acts meets this criteria. And then uh, the next one is the illegality addressed in this brief stated or started on November 18th of 2022 when Attorney General Merrick Garland exceeded his statutory and constitutional authority by purporting to appoint Smith to serve as special counsel for the DOJ. But none of these statutes nor any other statutory or constitutional provisions remotely authorized the appointment by the attorney general of a private citizen to receive extraordinary criminal law enforcement power under the title of special counsel. So it seems as though that basically this guy just got appointed out of nowhere because they know that he would just play ball. I mean, I've done some research on what he was doing in Europe, especially Eastern Europe. I mean, the, the guy was basically a bag man, if these claims are correct, where he would go around and he would do the bidding of NATO or the United States government and, you know, bring up charges against people that were in the way of policy. And then he would go off and say, through middlemen, basically say, you know, if you pay me 10 million bucks, we can bring this charge down or we could just all make this go away. Right. And so this is the kind of character we have here with Jack Smith. Uh, you know, all the pundits that claim that, oh, well, Jack Smith, a lot of his court cases get thrown out. Well, you know, if this if this claim is true, then what he's really doing is he's accepting bribery, right? He's getting paid to drop the cases. So he's not losing the court cases. He's purposefully destroying them because he got paid. Right, right. And even, and apart from even that, there it brings up a, or it reminds me of even, he just, it's, it appears that he just has no regard for the law. It just in, in, I believe it's the same case. It may be a different case, but he's also, so in the district court, there was an order um, binding or suspending future litigation, future discovery, basically holding the case until the court of appeals makes their decision well jack smith continues to make filings of discovery and motions and you know not filings of discovery but releasing files to the defense to donald trump's attorneys 
despite being ordered not to by the district court. And he openly admits in one of the filings that in an almost quote for word for word, in an effort for a speedy trial or to continue this case in the event that the Court of Appeals rules in our favor. I'm paraphrasing that. But in other words, he's just basically. It appears he has no no regard for court order for the laws. He's just continuing to do as he wishes. And so it looks like uh, Trump's team now is uh, arguing if jurisdiction is returned to this court, it will consistent with its duty to ensure both a speedy trial and fairness for all parties. Consider at that time whether to retain or continue the dates of any still future deadlines of proceedings, including the trial scheduled for March 4th, 2024. And so this could possibly delay the entire trial until after the election. Is that not accurate? At this point, anything's, anything's possible, right? I mean... It could definitely delay delay that trial hmm. for sure. So let me ask you, what, what's wrong with going to trial, right? I know that Trump's fighting a bunch of trials all at one time. Um, <laughs> what's wrong with going to trial if you believe that you have the facts on your side? Is he just worried that, you know what, we're going to be found uh, guilty and then it's going to ruin the chances for the presidency? Um is he playing the long game, hoping that he can just pardon himself if he gets back into office? What do you think's going on here? Well, that's going to be hard to really speculate on. I, I'm of the similar opinion in the sense of when you go, why not go to trial? However, I'm obviously not an attorney, and there's definitely strategic reasons for why you don't want to go to trial. Um. But also, if there's ways to end the case sooner, those measures could be should be taken. Like in this case, at least with the Court of Appeals thing, you know, this is a probably a, a I can't think of the right word, procedural, maybe not procedural, but a legal standing that Trump has in the sense that Jack Smith, one, is not even qualified to bring these cases that's an issue that should be litigated prior to a trial. Uh, I don't know that. I personally don't think Trump has anything to hide in these cases. I'm very open to being wrong. Um, And so obviously if it goes to trial, it will go to trial, but I don't, I don't necessarily think he has the, I don't think he's hiding anything necessarily. Sure. But again, I know Kag, you've been putting different uh, posts out there kind of critical of what the Biden administration might be doing behind the scenes in order to push some of this. We've even seen odd timings. As soon as like a Hunter Biden thing comes out, all of a sudden a Donald Trump court case comes out as well. What's the games that you've been seeing being played uh, by both sides? By both sides, meaning like Biden and Trump. Yeah, or, what, what, what's going on here legally? Like, do you think that there is a game of ping pong being played by both political parties and candidates? Um, I I believe it's more towards the other side, meaning Biden's administration and DOJ. Really, it's just fascinating to see the timeline of things where a breaking story or release will come out, and then all of a sudden Trump is either indicted by something or Trump is accused by something either in court cases or even in other fi- other things as well. So I just find it, uh, the timing, and it's within days uh, with a lot of the things. I don't have a list of, I should have brought this up, but I don't have the list of the odd, odd events that have just happened where like the Epstein, not the Epstein files, but, and I really can't think of anything off the top of my head. I apologize for that. But it's, I think, there's an obvious push and there has been since Biden took office where Trump has been out of office for how long now? Almost four years. Why are they still talking about him? Why are they still prosecuting him in all sorts of different state cases? People are, you know, I think one defendant himself has brought, tried to remove him from the 2024 election ballot in 17 states, I want to say. I can't remember the guy's actual name. Right. But 
there's been quite a few of them obviously kicked out. Um, but you it just seems you to know what's be curious that about that though. Yeah. If you look at the political affiliations of these people that are trying to get Trump off the ballot, there's Republicans that are trying to get Trump off the ballot. So there is this oh, measure inside the party, this war inside the party to get rid of Trump as well. For all the people that are saying, what's wrong with the Republicans? They all are shills for Donald Trump. They have no guts, you know, what they're doing. There's obviously a faction in there that's Nikki Haley pro and some of these other individuals that's really fighting to get him off here. It's not just Democrats and Democrat appointed judges uh, that are that are Absolutely. making this a thing. Absolutely. I would agree with that 100 percent. I believe the old. Well, for me, I've heard it a long time ago. The right wing and the left wing are all part of the same bird. Unit party. Unit party. Sure. Yeah. yeah. You have Republicans coming out against Trump or you have them now, you know, just resigning within like a now that the Republicans have a razor thin majority in the in this house. I believe it's the house. Um, It's but everyone from the left to the right. They all seem to be attacking Trump um, or turning against him, things like that. It's, when I, it's when I was living in Arizona, I dabbled in Arizona politics. And I can tell you that most of the Republicans out there, now most means at least 51%, right. they are McCain holdouts. So they hate mm. Trump. And you can see that in the politics. These McCain holdouts... They don't care if a Democrat is in office, just as long as a Carrie Lake or a Donald Trump isn't in office. Yeah. So it, it really is a, a uniparty. And what's, what went on in Maine is disturbing, too, because you have this completely biased individual that just decided to say, I'm going to take it under my own initiative here to kick Donald Trump off the ballot. Now, yeah. how could she do that? Yeah, it's astounding to me because one, like she's not a lawyer, she's not a judge, she doesn't have the authority for that. What I find so infuriating, and I'm gonna, she, I think in that thing, she also accuses him of an insurrection in her right memorandum or whatever. But you'll see that everywhere. You'll see that in the news. They're all accusing him of insurrection. He started the January sixth riots. He did this. He's responsible. He should be held responsible. But one, from the court cases I've seen, I've not seen an actual charge in a court filing for insurrection. That's correct. And no one has been charged. Uh, we had uh, Jacob uh, Angeli on the show a few weeks ago, and I asked him that question. I said, you know, when you were pleading your deal, uh, when you had charges against you, was insurrection ever any one of them? And he made it very clear. Not him nor anybody else on January 6th has ever been charged or convicted of an insurrection. And I found that to be uh, vital really in this conversation because, uh, again, I <laughs> I don't have a dog or, or a pony in this race necessarily. Uh, I just want what's best for America at the end of the day. Um, but I do believe that they want the words insurrection to stick because that is the only thing that could disqualify the former president from running for the presidency again. And they've been so obsessed with keeping him out of office. I mean, we have a, yeah. a, a guy who comes onto our show, a great guy. Uh, we enjoy him, but he's like, you know what? Uh, Donald Trump's going to get back in the office. He's going to become Hitler and we're going to turn into Germany, world war two. This guy's a dictator. He's the greatest threat ever to evil, most evil person in the history of all rulers. And I, I don't, see that is this uh, the same person that wished polio upon me maybe I, I don't, <laughs> maybe he did wish polio upon you because he called you an anti-vaxxer but you know <laughs> yeah it's yeah no yeah. no can i all right let me ask a question about all this and this has to do with timelines and, and the appeals process in my opinion what this looks like is that they're just trying to get any conviction and they know that whatever they get probably will not stick but by the time Trump is able to go through the appeals process, it's already too late in the election cycle, if not after the 2024 elections. So would something like that get him removed from the ballots? So in other words, he's guilty of some incredibly stupid charge. It looks bad. Everyone knows it's not legitimate because of the bias of the judge or the jury. 
And if it just goes through the appeals process, that conviction would be removed. But that that appeals process takes us into 2025. Do you think there's some kind of legal strategy going on? I, I would have to assume that that is part of their strategy. They want something to stick because even if nothing sticks, which I believe will happen once it goes through the entire process, we all have to live with, well, candidates primarily have to live with the court of public opinion as well. And so if there is a charge there that, you know, not necessarily of insurrection board, if insurrection language is used and they take that to, you better believe that juries or judges, they're already doing similar things, but they will make orders that will definitely affect his ability to run in the office, you know, for next, at the end of the year. Right. So at what point can you factor in the bias of these judges to the claim of election interference? Because how can you say that the legal system is creating election interference? You can't. You have to go to the individual that's abusing their position of power. Correct. Just like what happened with Judge Angeron. Angeron, I hope that's how you pronounce it, what came out, I think it was... With Laura Loomer. Laura, Laura Loomer that yeah. just basically found out about the how much his wife was anti-Trump and and his son know, is in the courtroom. The how did he get that seat? You know. Yeah, I mean, so I, I don't I don't know. It's just you can definitely see election interference even in the court systems, in the legal systems. You're seeing it. The unwillingness to consider evidence from Trump's side specifically, the unwillingness to submit evidence, the unwillingness to even hell to even talk about it in a courtroom. It's funny because it's not lost on me that one of the left's talking points over the last two decades has been how flawed our justice system is, that it is a biased justice system, that it goes after minorities disproportionately, that it's a for-profit prison system, that judges are being paid off. And all of a sudden, now that all these cases are piling up against Trump, everybody believes, oh, the court system, these judges, they, they are good people. They've never been bought off. They've never uh, taken any bribes from anybody. There's not a for-profit... No there's no bias whatsoever. They don't get appointed by governors from one political party. All of a sudden, the left has conveniently forgotten everything that they've been propping up for three decades, at least, that I can remember, likely four yeah. or five decades. And I got to be honest, it's it's sad to see the left do that because I think the left is correct that we have had a justice system that discriminates upon people. We have a justice system that was for profit to send people to prisons in order for judges to be able to make some money and the prisons to be able to make some money. I've done stories on that before, but now that they've lost that argument and everything's going to be just, this is a great case against Donald Trump. It's open, closed case. We're going to get him out of presidency. It's like, okay, well then don't talk about how corrupt the system is. If you're not willing to say, that some of these judges could be biased against the former president and be raging Democrats that have donor backgrounds to Democrats as well. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it, it, you can see you can see it on both sides, but predominantly, I, I will opine and say predominantly on the left, you see the hypocrisy of their their viewpoints. It's it's there as well on the right a lot, very much so, but. That's a perfect example of just the hypocrisy of where they stand versus when it's done to the other side, they just don't care. So in in some of these court cases that are trying to remove Donald Trump from the ballots, a lot of these documents say that we're going to remove him until we hear from a higher court. That higher court is the Supreme Court. Now, is that an accurate statement? And what you've seen? Yeah, yeah. so for, right now there's only been, at least from my view that I've seen, Maine and Colorado, I believe, was the first one. But yes, everyone jumped on the fact once they made their memorandum and their opinion removing Donald Trump from the 2024 ballot, 
everyone jumped on and said, he's been removed. He's been removed. He's been removed. No, he hasn't. He has not been removed. If you read the document, uh, I can't remember what page on the Colorado memorandum was, but it's right there. This will not, this is not taking effect until such and such time when the court of appeals or be, when an appeal is filed. And then similarly with Jenna Bellows, is that her name? Uh, the main. Yeah, it doesn't matter. State, she's Jenna a little Bellows. weird looking person. It doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. It's the same thing, but she's, it's, it, that language is in the order. This, I'm holding this, um, this holder will not, this whole, this order will not take effect until such and such date or such and such time. But yes, it's there. People just need to read the documents instead right. of jumping on the, oh, he's gone. He's out. And he's not removed. No, it's, they're right. waiting for these courts to make a ruling and try and force them to do so. Uh, but yeah. but what say would the Supreme Court have in all of this? Like that seems to be everybody's agenda to get these cases up to the Supreme Court. I have a theory. Of, I'm going to share it, and I want Cagbro the to elaborate. My theory is that they want this to go to the Supreme Court for one of two reasons. Uh, I think the most likely reason is they wanted to go to the Supreme Court so that there is a decision that they disagree with. Because if all of a sudden there's a nine, the oh ruling, then maybe that doesn't play well for him. But if we have a party line split based upon Democrat appointments and Republican appointments, then the conversation about packing the courts is going to come right back in to the next election and it's going to fire up the Democrat base and it's going to be more BS as usual. Uh, trying to dupe the American public into thinking, oh, well, look at our uh, legal system. The Supreme Court can't even get this right. I think that it's vital for the Supreme Court to rule on whether or not Donald Trump was part of an insurrection. Why do we need the Supreme Court to say that? Because the Supreme Court doesn't actually decide the Constitution. They don't tell us what's constitutional. We, the people, decide that. The courts will tell us whether or not we're following the Constitution. So we do need 14.3 to be defined by the Supreme Court at this point in time, if Colorado, Maine, and these other 15 states are going to try to remove them. Right, right. And I think from from the, there has to be a ruling if not, because I, I don't think, and I may be wrong, because I don't know the exact process when there's a statewide, because I don't believe that in Maine and in, Colorado, they were in the district courts. I think they were in a county court or a state court. I may be wrong, but I think you can't, well, you can't go from the statewide court directly to the Supreme Court, from my understanding. Maybe you can. I don't believe you can. Either way, a Supreme Court ruling would obviously need to be done and handled, and I think it will get there at some point. Um, I also think that this will be a way for the left really just to delay and delay and delay and delay everything until the election, because that's really yeah. what they want to do. Yeah, I believe the Colorado Supreme Court was the ones that that issued that um, that ruling. OK, yeah, my my worry is that these cases keep getting dragged on. And the Supreme Court goes on, what, they go on sabbatical around June, and then they don't come back until October. So if this continues, then the Supreme Court goes to take a powder for three months, or six, four months, or whatever. They come back in October, and then they rule on all of this. I mean, that's one hell of an October surprise. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's definitely true. And, and definitely possible, because... or Not definitely possible, but very likely that it may happen that way. Right. So this is all just kicking the can down the road when it comes to these processes and trying to ensure that Donald Trump does not get into the office of the White House. Right. And, they're, and yeah, they're going to try everything. Right. They're so none of, so it just seems like none of these cases actually have any standing, like you said. And it's well, just you, optics. Exactly. If you look at the other, and I, I want to say it was... Alina, is that Trump's attorney name? Alina Habib? Yes. I, I, can't, I don't know. I don't, I'm butchering the name probably. But I think she made a post on Donald Trump's website where I want to say 14 states have already just immediately 
dismissed the filings to remove Trump from the ballot between 14 and 17, I want to say, have already issued rulings where they're not going to they're going to keep him on the ballot. Basically. Right. And uh, honestly, I mean, this just says to me that they're extremely worried about Donald Trump, because if they knew that they could beat him and that there were 81 million votes that can be found at 3 a.m. on election night for Biden, then you would not be going through this. It's, it's the whole idea of giving attention to a topic or somebody that is a threat. If you ignore it, then people just dismiss the claims. Imagine if if Donald Trump was making these claims that the election was stolen from 2020 and everybody ignored him in the media. Like there would be no none of these cases going on to remove him. This only just fuels the fire and gives him more impetus to continue to do what he's doing. And it speaks to, you know, I, I look at it, you know, it speaks to why or their intention why are they really trying so hard and have been non-stop going after trump and not getting him elected in the first place when he was president but now that he's running again why are they trying so hard to not get him into the presidency or stop him from becoming president again what's really going on in the background from political parties I mean, you have you have corporations, huge companies, the owners and CEOs and presidents of huge companies even coming out and saying, you know, coming out against Donald Trump and political figures and celebrities and all these people that are just coming out against Trump. Uh, you know, I think and personally believe he is a threat to the uniparty system, to a lot of the corruption and backwards way of how things have been for the last several decades. I I agree with you, especially when it comes to those CEOs and corporations. Because remember, back in 2020, you had all of those groups donating to BLM, who just in turn gave that money to Act Blue, who then gave it to Bernie Sanders and Joe Biden. (laughs) So you don't have to necessarily have these corporations and CEOs come out and do it. You just have to follow the money. Follow the money. And just watch where it gets laundered. Well, let's get into what I think everybody wants us to get into. It's been a week of court cases. Donald Trump, we're talking, but let's be honest. That's not the biggest court case that's going on right now. The biggest court case that's going on right now is Jeffrey Epstein. The files have finally been revealed. (laughs) Um, They are coming out. Another 300 pages were leaked today. No, I have not had an opportunity to read through them. Yes, I did read over 100 pages last night. Um, I got a, a queasy stomach. And the reason my stomach went queasy is because when you start reading these documents, you will find that special agents went to interview these girls that were abused, and they all tell the exact same story. They're all telling the same story about the massage room, the same type of treatment that they received from Epstein. Uh, He kept a white vibrator uh, located uh, underneath the massage table uh, where he would sexually assault them. Uh, And these are not 25-year-old women that he was telling them to get naked. We're talking about 14, 15-year-old young girls who were being called masseuses despite having no formal training, and they were doing this for $200. There is so much in this that turned my stomach yesterday. Um, Let's just put it this way. There are parents that had to know that something was wrong when they were going over to this place. What the hell type of 14-year-old, 15-year-old is coming home with $200? What type of parent is continually driving them And then not questioning, well, what type of massaging are you doing? There is so much wrong with this document. I'm asking people to get over the fact that Bill Clinton is likely one of the worst pedophiles to ever be president. Uh, We know that he likes young girls after this. I'm asking people to get over the fact that I was wrong about Stephen Hawking's and Chris Michaels was right a few weeks ago when I told when I told Chris Michaels, no, come on, Stephen Hawking's didn't participate in these orgies. 
Well, come to find out, him and his speaking spell were sitting there and he enjoyed it. I had no idea. I mean, come on. This is absolutely ridiculous, some of what's going on here. But here's what really gets to me. What really gets me, Chris and Kag, is the fact that we have intelligence agencies. Like these alphabet agencies at this point in time. Let me, uh, let me... Edit yeah, your mic settings real quick. Let's see if I can reduce your background noise. So Did I'll my say background this. noise, or yeah, yeah, sure. yeah. I was echoing through your microphone. Oh, that's all right. I think it's better now. I can. I. It's fine now. I was just hearing myself a couple times, so I know everybody else was. What's bothering me now is there's intelligence agencies, the alphabet agencies, the FBI, the CIA. They knew about this. Why yeah. is no one in prison right now that abused these young girls? That means that our FBI, our CIA, there should be heads rolling in all of those offices right now. But these are the same people that you're saying are doing great work with Donald Trump. They're doing great work with Hunter Biden, that all of this stuff is altruistically good for the best of our country. Bullshit. Bullshit at this point in time. There are 14-year-old girls that were human trafficked and our government knew about it. People at the highest levels knew about this and they've done nothing over the last three decades to make anything right. And it is absolutely infuriating. I hope people get upset about this, hearing about this right now, that they understand that your government is complicit in human trafficking. That's what this comes down to. 100%. It's... I don't care who you are, and if it comes, you know, I don't care who you are. That, that's, I've read some, and I've followed the cases for quite a bit, and, you know, there's the cases in Florida back in 2007, 2009, I think is when it was, um, there was a trove of documents there, explicit um description of sexual acts with children and with these girls trafficking them it's not people should be pissed and i'm surprised that not well maybe i can't say not many but i'm surprised that a lot more people aren't talking about it as i imagined that they would have that they would be talking about it because i don't think people understand the gravity of what's being taught about. This isn't about an island. This isn't about Jeffrey Epstein's Lolita Express. This abuse was happening, happening in New York City. This abuse was happening in near Mar-a-Lago, just outside of there in Epstein's mansion. Uh, it started with some of the people being found at Mar-a-Lago. We saw one individual, at least, that Ghislaine Maxwell uh, had picked off while at Trump's uh, home. That's in the documents. Um, this is worldwide. They traveled to Europe. They were on Navy bases. They took Bill Clinton to a Naval base. I mean, this goes beyond anything that I was even thinking. I've been thinking Lolita Express. They had a human trafficking ring in the middle of the ocean. And that's where most of the stuff went down. I was unaware that the elites were actually traveling all across the different cities around the world to abuse yeah. young girls. That's sick. And yeah, shipping I mean, them to them. This is industrial scale, government sanctioned child trafficking. And this validates all of the rumors and conspiracy theories that we've heard over the past couple of years, particularly under Donald Trump. So this one does not surprise me any of it. And uh, a little bit of a background on that girl. Uh, they target girls that are mentally unstable and that have been abused throughout their childhood. When those documents came out the other day, I started at the end because I knew everybody was going to start at the beginning. And you find out that Virginia Jufre, or however you say her name, uh, she mentions that at 11 years old, she pretty much ran from home because she was being abused throughout all of her childhood. And she did not have a good relationship with her parents at all. I mean, she claims she does now, but at the time she didn't. And then she was in and out of foster homes. I mean, this is a stereotypical case 
of a girl that's down and out, completely vulnerable, being picked up by Miss Maxwell in a spa because Miss Maxwell noticed this girl reading a book on massages. And that's how they all got involved in all this. And some of the documents that I found or some of the testimony that I found talks about how she is saying that Miss Maxwell is constantly having underage sex with girls all across Epstein Island. Yep. Yep. I mean, the, the bigger thing here that I would lean towards is that this is a big club. All of these people are completely blackmailed. And the only way to get into the club is if you have blackmailable material. So they're not going to help you out. They're not going to give you, put you on screen, make you president, make you governor of New Mexico, unless they have some damaging material on them, like Bill Richardson or Bill Clinton or whatever, right? So you find out also uh, back in, what, 2008 or seven or whatever it was, the first time that Epstein got arrested, that, that he's yeah. working with the FBI, right? So Yep, yeah, yeah, he was working yeah, with the FBI, yeah. We're not yeah, supposed so he's, to talk about that. Well, right. He's working with the FBI. And then we have to safely assume that Miss Maxwell is still connected to the Mossad through her father. Right? Robert Maxwell, yep. Exactly. And then you look at Miss Maxwell's sister, who's, I believe, running an IT group out of Israel, part of the World Economic Forum. Uh, and there's another, uh, there's another girl that I ran across today. Uh, that I did a podcast on, and she's connected to uh, an organization that runs AI for healthcare networks. And on the board, she sits with Ehud Barak. Now, Ehud Barak is who? Former prime minister, former IDF guy, Israeli intelligence, Mossad guy. And he's also been photographed leaving Jeffrey Epstein's New York City uh, apartment. So I listed it, in the documents again. Exactly. <laughs> and this individual... I believe uh, her name is Miss Lutman, if I have that correctly. It's, it, last name ends with two N's. Uh, she's also in the Panama Papers. So <laughs> she's also involved in the FIFA scandal of who gets television rights and stuff. So it's a big club. That's how this works. And they take out kids. Now, there's also a transhumanism and an AI element to all of this, especially if you look at Zorro Ranch. So we're talking about real bizarre stuff. This is... Uh infuriating to me have you had an opportunity to look at any of these documents CAC, or have you just been um kind of what we're doing looking through uh little piece by piece here and there and looking at what other people are writing in the epstein documents you mean yeah mm -hmm. yeah i've had it um it just nine now 1240 something pages you know now available so i've looked through a few of them it, a lot I've seen, and I will say, there's a lot of duplication. Uh, mm -hmm. Some of the transcripts, not transcripts, yeah, deposition transcripts are um, dated. I mean, they've cycled through the Twitter at the time, Twitter and Instagram, a couple of years ago. So there's some of the stuff that I have seen that have already that I, it's not new news, um, but. I've always found the Epstein stuff gut wrenching. Um, you know, I'm, makes me makes you want to smash a building or something. You know, it's it's infuriating and and gut wrenching. But yeah, I've had a I've had a chance to go into it. I'm st I've just looked through the new set. I what be right before that just got released right before the the podcast here. Mm -hmm. um, Nothing from what I've seen skimmed through. There's no really new revelation. Um, obviously, I have to take a deeper look, but. All right. Well, Kat, I was surprised. I'm... Oh, go ahead. Uh, go ahead. What were, you, what were you surprised by? I was surprised. Well, maybe I, maybe I shouldn't be surprised, but I was surprised to see just how many times, you know, Bill Clinton was named in the documents, how many times uh, other individuals were also named um in the document i didn't really have an expectation but just the number of times was quite alarming but again yeah. i don't want to distract you know the basis of this jeffrey epstein thing one of the let me back up the biggest issue that i think people have 
when they talk about Jeffrey Epstein, if you talk about Jeffrey Epstein, and I'll speak from personal experience, if I talk about Jeffrey Epstein amongst my own family and my own friends, I'm a conspiracy about, and you just believe a bunch of bullshit. And so kudos to the mainstream media, fake news, for perpetuating all of that. Because anyone that talks out about this Jeffrey Epstein, a lot of people have actually heard about Jeffrey Epstein, but they just immediately dismiss it as fake news, conspiracy theory. And so, which is another part of this that's infuriating as well. But because what can happened we, is real. Go ahead. Can we go around the horn and maybe uh, ask what names are we hoping to see in these documents that would validate our our assumptions here? I'll go first. Jimmy Kimmel. <laughs> Joe <Not gonna> Biden. <laughs> also not gonna happen. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um I'll go last. I don't hope to see any names because it's already disgusting enough. Um right. I'll take the moral high ground here. <laughs> um if there's a name that I'm expecting, uh, I would say that here's the problem you are getting one court case worth of information and there's a treasure trove inside this one court case. Let's think about all of the abused that did not testify. Let's think about all the individuals that they have information on that we don't have any access to and the names of who abused them. Right. So let we're alone, never, yeah, sorry, sorry to cut you off. Let alone, I mean, let's talk about the, the, uh, NPA, I think is what it's called, non-prosecutory agreement that I believe Alan Dershowitz, Prince Andrew, and I know that at least those two had a non-prosecution agreement, something like that, where they couldn't be prosecuted for their their both of their cases that I followed at the time, and their cases got dismissed. Prince Andrew's case got dismissed. Alan Dershowitz's case, I believe got dismissed um the ability for them to hide everything the facts that we don't know and the abuse that occurred on who knows how many individuals and who knows how many children have been affected by by all of this that's what this is really about with jeffrey epstein and um and quite frankly i don't believe he's the only one or maybe even possibly the biggest one of this human trafficking endeavor going on throughout the world. No, I, not at all. Uh, even uh, what, what really put Jeffrey Epstein on the map, according to Mark Epstein, his brother, was when he took Bill Clinton and a couple of other people over to Africa. Once he did that, was it? That was his downfall. He should have never done that because now it's drawing attention to him. So... It's, I do not think that this guy is the biggest one. I mean, you hear countless other stories about the elites out there that are just heinous, heinous, heinous stories. And it even ties to several royal families. Uh, and part of me thinks that these revelations, especially going into 2024, are tied to the recent abdication of the throne over in the Netherlands and also the other story that we heard uh, about uh, England. And what was it? King Charles, he's now saying that I'm going to step down soon, so we got to start planning all this stuff. So I think that's it. I think it goes as high as those people. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think Charles is going anywhere. I, I saw that earlier today. I, I'll believe it when I see it. Uh, and as far as the uh, other queen who's stepping down, um, reading local accounts and people online, I, I don't think it's tied. Um, no, 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 I'm just saying that it, it could be as high as that. I'm not saying that this I mean, particular instance this type is of because of that. Yes, yes, you're correct. It could be as high as that. But um, you know me. I try to reel you in, Michaels, when I feel like, you know, let's, let's, let's not go Talk too Talk to me far. about hawking again. Huh? Yeah, I know. You're right. <laughs> you're right. I was wrong. Damn you, Michaels. Damn you. Yeah. Well, you and uh, Joe Biden's island that's alongside Epstein's island. I never said it was an island. I said he owned property that was oh, let's, let's Let's play property. the tape, Michaels. Let's play Waterfront the tape. Waterfront property. No, you said Biden's <laughs> island. I said 
water uh, you said he had property. you know he had waterfront property alongside epstein island you know he, he, was, right. he, he, was getting, he was getting on his little sailboat he was shuffling his steps and hopping over the epstein island it wasn't a sailboat it was an underwater tunnel thank you there you go it's a dumb well there are tunnels all over this world and i've done shows on that too so that's that's for sure gentlemen uh we're gonna call it here on the america out loud network right now however if you are a patreon subscriber you can check out what happened after today's show as Chris Michaels and I recap the week in review uh, for a few moments. We'll have that up on Patreon. You can go to patreon.com backslash America emboldened. I just want to thank you, CAG, CAGBRO88 for being part of the show. Everybody, make sure you go over to x.com, uh, you know, the former Twitter. Type in at CAG, K-A-G-B-R-O 88. Give him a follow. He's also on uh, Instagram as well. Uh, Cagbro88. Lots of great content being out there. And uh, Cag, we will catch up with you again. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Now, thanks for being here. All right, Thank Bold you. Americans. It's been great. It's been grand. Uh, hopefully you learned a little bit about some of these court cases. What do you think? Reach out to us. Let us know at Last Call Caravan, at Real Greg Bolden. Go on to X. Tell Michaels uh, that, you know, congratulate him on his Stephen Hawking's win from a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> Feel free to let me know what I got wrong, what you, what you hate or what you love. Uh, but we'll do this all again next week as we recap. We got an amazing guest lined up for you. Thanks to Chris Michaels. I will give him credit for this one. Uh, you did a great job in getting us uh, a, a very, very good name that people are going to be happy with. So uh, we'll we'll tease that there and, and wait for it until then. We hope that everybody has a great weekend. Uh, it's been absolutely a pleasure to bring you this show, everybody. You've been listening to American Bolden with Greg Bolden and Chris Michaels. Be bold, America. Thank you.